There's no doubt that spring is coming. How quickly is the question? Bob Irvin from Murray Dayton Tackle under the big walleye on the south end of Gutsburg. Hey, Bob, what's your call for warm weather and what do you think it's going to bring? Well, the warm weather's coming, Ken. We, we've been kind of teeter-tottering around this whole spring uh, since, it, since January, I'd say, getting out on the river and kind of a mild winter, I'd say. But uh, it's just been a different... A different year, I guess. People are coming into the store saying it's just been different. We're we're high water now. We're getting that snow melt now. Uh, we did get some storms. It's been pretty stormy here. Tornadoes, strong winds. Uh, last three or four days have been 25, 30 mile an hour winds. Springs here. Fishing's been a little bit harder to get out. Elements are a little bit different. Guys are still out getting ready for spawn. That that'll be this week. Walleye and perch spawn. Uh, they're just going to be forced to to do that with the temperatures, so that's pretty normal. It's usually around Easter. It's Good Friday. Uh, we're talking on Good Friday, so definitely spring season. At this point of time, has to sort of change your strategy. I mean, people who were fishing this winter had a pretty good strategy of uh, finding walleye and catching quite a lot of them, but they had to put on their heavy clothes to make it work. Now we're into the season that people love to be outside. The question is, where are the fish and how do you catch them? Yeah, it's it's definitely the warm weather, and and folks are just getting outside regardless. Uh, this morning I had trout fishermen, and uh, we'll have mushroom hunters out. Uh, youth turkey opens today. Everybody's just wanting to get outside, and I don't blame them. It's been a little bit shifty on weather. It'll warm up, and then it'll be cold. It'll warm up. It'll be cold. So everybody's out and about. Uh, the walleye and perch fishermen, though, we are sitting at a higher level, river level. Um, we're just under minor flood stage, they call it. Probably this week. Next week, we'll get into that minor flood stage. The gates are wide open. It's pushing fish towards the shorelines, the fish that don't like current, which are those perch, which are those walleyes. Those saugers will still be out in that current. They like that current. Uh, we're just not able to fish for them unless you have like a, almost like a downrigger rig. They call it hand lining, Ken. It's It's a big ball that you put down in the middle of the channel. That's the only way you can really fish right now in in the channel. A lot of guys will see that high water. They'll see that stuff floating down. They don't want to get their boats out. To those guys, I completely understand. To the avid walleye and perch fishermen, they're happy it's not as crowded, Ken. Uh, They're coming out. Uh, It's a really easy chance for fishermen to catch schooled up fish, which are on those current seams now right along the shorelines they're just stacked in there because that's where they have to be they're conserving energy they know they're going to spawn and they're going to get that done this week when we get into the 70s and 80s i wonder on your gardening end of the business how that's going are people coming in uh, with optimism both men and women who are ready to plant some of these root crops again i think we're behind on that but yeah we season wise we've got our soils we've got our mulches folks were just waiting for the 70, 60 degree days and not a lot of wind. Wind will keep people inside. We have all of our gardening seeds. We're getting the seasonal side, girly side, I guess I would call it, but the seasonal side of things over here, we've got some of a lot of our decorative stuff in and uh, garden seeds, uh, onion sets, seed potatoes came in because it's Good Friday and they say to get them in the ground on Good Friday. So we did get them in. When the river's flooding and stuff, and next week we'll we'll have something to do. Always something to do here at Murray's Outdoors. 
let's deal with this flower. All of those beautiful hanging baskets that are going to be outside here pretty soon, and then all of the things that people are going to plant. Women like flowers. Men like flowers. Women like men giving them flowers. So I would say that all that stuff is as manly as anything else you've got in the store. I agree. I really like the concept up here. I've worked it with Beth before she retired. And there'll be a guy that's just roaming, just kind of looking at stuff and, and not really looking to buy anything, but he's just trying to kill some time while his wife, girlfriend, you know, whoever is going over and checking out the flower section. So I think it's a great business approach for us to take care of everybody. The guys are over talking and they'll just, they'll shoot the breeze with us while the girls are doing their flower thing. You know, sometimes the wives will come over in the fishing section and just kind of roll their eyes. You know, it's a perfect stop. It's a one-stop shop. It's a win-win-win for everybody. We're happy to have you. And it's a sustaining business then. And our, our approach is a little bit, a little bit nice when we can get both of you happy. Um, and then you go out to eat or you, you shop around Guttenberg as well. It's, it's a, it's a nice summer seasonal thing that we're, we're very excited about, uh, a little nervous, but we're bringing uh, Kara on board. I'll have her talk with you one of these weeks, probably next week. And then uh, our spring tent sale, Ken, that's next week. I wanted to, to let everybody know that. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll have everything set up on Thursday next week. And it's the 13th through the 16th of April. It's always mid-April, mid-April and mid-October. So that's going to be a really big event. We're looking to have everybody come in for that and then and doing a lot of deals for both sides of the business. Bob, I'm not back in Iowa yet. I'll get back in there just at the beginning of May, but I've got to tell you something fishing related that happened this week that made everybody happy. My daughter and her family live in the Washington, D.C. area, came down to Marco Island just off of Naples area of Florida, and they wanted to go fishing, especially 16-year-old grandson. He's got a 10-year-old brother. He's also got a twin sister. So five, six, counting me, all went out. We were catching some little uh, two- and three-foot-long lemon sharks, uh, caught a couple of black tips, caught uh, a couple of Atlantic sharp-nosed sharks. I didn't know what some of these were until we were told. Picked up several smaller bait fish. And my daughter went over, and the captain of the boat had lines set for these sharks. And it was her turn, and she hooked on to a fish that we did not see for 40 minutes. And we pulled, she and the captain together, pulled and pulled and pulled. After 40 minutes, that fish broke water with its bill, and the bill of that fish was three feet long and had teeth on the outside which really means it is a sawfish. Here's a little sound of what happened during that. Wow. Okay. Wow. 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 Holy wow. cow. Holy. Okay. That's Look a little shark. That is silly. You get it? I'll cut it off. I got That's it. Let's cut it. That's the craziest thing. That might be more than 14 feet. They are rare, although they pick up about 25 a year, according to him, from his boat. And it was about 12 feet long, and it looks like an ancient shark. And uh, we were all amazed, brought it up that we could see it, but that's as far as we could go, and he didn't want it to damage the boat. And after we got a look at it, he cut it loose. And, Bob, I think that is a fish of a lifetime 
uh, for her. Oh, yeah, I would assume so. I've never even heard of them, to be honest with you. Ken? Well, apparently they go into a school of fish. I said they're ancient. And they whip their bill back and forth and injure some fish. And then they turn around and go back and pick up and eat those that they've injured. That's their means of catching prey. They have a mouth right on the bottom. It's not a big mouth at all, if you want to look at a picture of a sawfish. Uh, But they are impressive. Three dorsal fins broke the surface, two on the body and the tail. Wow, it was really a moment. That sounds awesome. We brought fish back in that night and had them. My daughter's a great cook, and she uh, cooked that black-tip shark up. It was great. I mean, it was. we had fish tacos, and I called them shark bites. Let's turn back to our subjects for the day. We've got Larry Hubanks, who is a fishing consultant at Murray Bait and Tackle on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Larry has some ideas about how things are opening up this spring. Uh, He's an avid fisherman himself. And also some information on trout fishermen. Well, we always go to a gentleman who has authoritative uh, looks and words. Larry, first of all, welcome to the new year. I hope it's a good one for you. Well, Ken, thank you, and it's always great talking with you, and we've got a few fishing reports for you this morning. Walleye and sauger, people have been catching those. Bob has been giving us a play-by-play. How about those and anything else that people might be interested in right now at this transitional time of year? Yeah, and our walleye and sauger, uh, and ring perch also. The uh, month of March was fantastic around here. Um, we had normal waters, and the bite has been great up here. Um, right now, we're experiencing a little bit of high waters, and uh, they've opened the rollers and the dams up. So it takes a lot of people um, away from fishing, which is you just really need to find different places to fish. We're up to about 11 foot up here. Everything's open and roaring. But in our backwaters and our marinas and little eddies down the river, they're still catching walleyes and saugers and ring perch down there. So the fish is, even though we're in uh, the early stage um, of a flood, fishing has still been excellent up and down the river. And really uh, pulling crankbaits uh, along the shorelines, jigging with uh, different lead heads and uh, blade baits. Uh, one eyes have been really good. Bucktails have been fantastic. So even though we got a little bit of a flood going, these backwaters and marinas, etc., it, it's still going great. So we encourage all the fishermen to still come out and keep fishing. It's it's been super. So, Larry, for those people who are of the elegant fashion of uh, freshwater fishermen. Uh, there are several trout streams in Iowa that uh, are pretty productive. Do you have uh, what trout fishermen need there at Murray Bait and Tackle? Oh, we do. We do. We don't sell a bunch of trout rods, but as far as the lures, the bait, we do. And from us here, all this eastern part of Iowa, from us north to Decorah and up, there's uh, 10 or 12 different trout streams up here, and it's been a really pretty decent start to the year Um, and a lot of the baits that they're using are finny lure there's rooster tails panther martins and also all the meps products 
And a lot of guys are still getting them just in a basic way with a little red worm. So the trout fishing has been great, and we're stocked up really well with all the spinner lures that we need for trout fishing. There's really a great aggressive bite right now. So as the water warms up and the fish get used to uh, people being around in the streams, late fall, early springs are great, and the summers are still very, very good. It would be a great time to get out there right now to get a little trout fishing in. Uh, you're not crowded with people or anything like that. There's plenty of streams to walk around here, and uh, you should have good success. Larry, when folks come in uh, to look for what they need for their fishing, how do you approach that? You seem to be a, such a personable guy with people. Yeah, you know, Ken, you work with the people, too. And you have a lot of experienced fishermen coming in here that know exactly what they're looking for. And then the next guy might be new at it. So uh, we have, like, pre-tied rigs on display uh, to show them how to walleye, uh, how to set up, different setups, different options. So, you know, the experienced guy knows what he wants. And the next guy, you actually need to help him get set up with actually rods and reels and lures and equipment. So we're open to that all the time with uh, helping the customer get out there and catch some fish. Well, Larry, we appreciate you talking to us again, and we'll look forward to uh, visiting with you from time to time during this year, and may I wish you good luck and good fishing. And thanks, Ken. We always appreciate talking to you. Bob, we're also going to talk today to Jeremy Minoway, who works full-time at John Deere but has a lure company over in the area of the Waxapenacon River called Wapsie Lures, and you stock his products, don't you? Yeah, we do. Uh, Jeremy's been in business for several years now and really making a name for himself on this this uh, jigging uh, lure that he makes. It's called a Ripper Minnow, and we sell a lot of them in the store here. They work really well. He's got a half-ounce mold that he has now and a three-quarter ounce mold and that we, we stock here at the store, and the paint patterns in their artistic ability of jeremy is is remarkable and he likes to fish too but when you're in this business and you're doing something and something's working and jeremy's business is working sometimes you don't get out as as often as you like can if you're taking care of your customers and stuff and jeremy's going to realize that uh he's he's staying busy and he's behind the airbrush and he's he's talented he's going to be busy and not fishing as much i know that Well, I don't know if you're like me, but I'd like to know that the products that uh, we're using uh, are American-made, if possible. Not only that, if you can find one that's Iowa-made or even across the river in Wisconsin, you know, I'd sure like to use it. So I have with me Jeremy Minoway, who owns Wapsie Lure Company. And if you know of the Wapsipinicon River over in eastern Iowa, that appears to be where you're from. Is that right, Jeremy? Yep, that's right. I live in Sumner, Iowa, up in northeast Iowa. Well, you're a busy man. I understand you work for John Deere, and then you run this lure company as well. That uh, keeps you from having too much idle time, doesn't it? Yeah, it keeps me pretty busy. <laughs> Tell me about your lures. Uh, Bob has been raving about this uh, minnow that you have. Describe it for me, if you would. Well, it's the ripper minnow. It's similar to a shiver minnow but we've made a few improvements to it. We've come up with a better tail design, and the whole thing is made in the United States, from the paint to the powder coat 
the hooks, everything. We make it right here. We've got about 40 patterns available. So the base ripper minnow, how big is it? We've got them in half ounce, three quarter, and one ounce sizes. Mm-hmm. And length of them then from that? The half ounce is two inches. The three quarter ounce is two and a half, and the one ounce is three inches. Now, does that correspond to how big a fish you want to catch? If you want to catch the biggest <laughs> fish, you get the biggest lure. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the you know in the spring when the bait is smaller. You know, a lot of guys will start out with a half ounce size, and throughout the summer and into the fall, as the bait gets bigger, you know, they'll they'll switch to a three quarter ounce or a one ounce size to kind of kind of match the hatch, I'd say. Jeremy, how did you get started? I'm always fascinated with a little workshop business. I assume that's sort of what it is. And how big are you now? I got started in 2017. Is the first year I started making lures painting lures and i got a a family member gave me a an old bait that my my great grandfather actually made mm-hmm. and that got me interested in you know maybe i could paint one of these or maybe i could try to make a lure and i started out painting crankbaits and you know i did that for a few years and then when i found this mold for the ripper minnow you know, I've been looking for that style of a bait for a long time, and when I found it, you know, I, I kind of switched over and started doing those, and they really took off. We we sell them at shops all the way from Colorado all the way to, to New York State. Do you get to fish much, Jeremy? Not as much as I used to. <laughs> you know, once these take off, you're not going to have much time to fish anymore, and Bob was right. <laughs> I regret that, but at the same time, you know, if you're making a good product, you're giving other people a chance not only to fish, but to catch fish. Uh, if, if you're doing that, then I'm going to give you a pass on the fact that you, you don't fish as much as you did. Have you been into uh, Bob's store at Murray Bait and Tackle under the big walleye in uh, Guttenberg? Yep, I was just out there uh, last week. You think he's going to make it? Oh, he's got some nice stuff in there. That's a... It's a good shop. It's a one-stop shop. If if he doesn't have it, you probably don't need it. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I love the people he's got in there, along with Bob. They know what yeah. to talk about. I really appreciate that. You go to a lot of places, and, uh, you know, if it's there, we got it. And if it's not, we don't, and I don't know how to use it. That's what I like about the smaller tackle shops is they, they always know the local waters better than anybody. And they're not afraid to tell you if something's biting or, you know, what kind of – they're not going to give you the spot, but they're going to tell you, you know, the general area of where they're catching them and what they're using, and it's great. How many different colors are you coming out now with this ripper minnow? We've got close to 40 different patterns mm-hmm. right now, and, you know, it's always changing. Where's the labor? Is it in the painting, or is it in the production before painting? It's in the painting because... There's certain patterns that are really simple. You know, they might only be a couple colors, but there's other patterns that you have to lay stencils down and, you know, multiple different colors to get the effect you're looking for. But how do you pick colors? Do people tell you the colors that are they're using, or do you, you give prototypes and they find them by what the fish bite? I've, I've been working with a group of different guides, and I've got guides all over the country. They'll tell me, you know, on their specific waters, it might be the Great Lakes, it might be out in the Dakotas or up on the upper Mississippi, 
and those guys are really dialed into what what the fish want in that area. They they help me out a lot. I couldn't do it without them. Jeremy Minoway, he makes the Ripper Minnow. Bob Urban has got a big display of them. A lot of places all over the area, apparently all the way to Colorado, have them. It was delightful to talk to you and see what a worker you are, and I hope the world goes well for you, and good luck and good fishing. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, and I want to thank the people listening for supporting local tackle shops and tackle makers. Thank you. That's kind of what happens when uh, when you're passionate about a business and stuff. You're 100% committed to it. You don't get to do some of the passions that you started, you know, when you were a young kid. That's kind of what I did, but it's fun. It's uh, awesome hearing success stories and some of the big walleyes this spring that were caught on the Mississippi here. I feel like I'm catching them when they come into the store anyway with some of the guys in the stories and how good they're doing out there. It's It's been really fun seeing it. We're having full confession here on Good Friday of Bob <laughs> telling us the things in his life that are going well, <laughs> the things that he misses, and on we go. Yeah, Ken, I'm going to stop here. i got a propane and then some customers. This is a busy time of year. Stay in there, uh, both ends of the business, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Ken. 